Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. How are you doing? Um, I hope you're good. I hope you're fine. I hope you've been having an amazing week so far. Um, well, I have. I've been having an amazing week. Uh, so, yeah, for those of you that, you know, like, have my contact and all, I posted something on my WhatsApp recently. And I'll probably post it. I think I should actually post it on my Instagram handle, but or dear Tyler's Instagram handle rather. But um, so finally, dear Tyler has been listed under Apple Podcasts, and that's like an amazing, amazing feat for me. This has been five months, right? This is the sixth month that we're doing, dear Tyler, and it took apparently that much time to be able to get their Tyler out so I am super super excited I mean it took us that much time to get their Tyler on Apple podcast it's a major feat for me um and you know I owe it all to you guys you know they do a whole lot of reviews you know how many people get to listen to your podcast the um and the engagements and all you know it's thank you so much you're really really helping to show man fulfill a lifelong dream um there are some analytics i'll also share on the group i mean i'll share on dear tyler's instagram handle um we we were number six on social something for the last 30 days like um on on the podcast categories and then number 40 something or 30 something in nigeria Right. Um, yeah, it it it's it's it, it. Trust me, it's a major feat, major major stuff for me. Um, but I really anticipate the day that would be getting world analytics. You know, everybody in the world gets to listen to their talent and gets to be blessed by it. But I won't, I won't miss the opportunity to tell you thank you. I won't miss this opportunity to tell you thank you because clearly, right, my my um all of this is because of you guys right everyone that listens to dear tyler everyone that shares dear tyler right it's it's clearly you and so thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much for sharing it it means the world to me and please let's keep on sharing the podcast with others right so we're listed on apple podcast we're listed on spotify we're on google podcast i think we're on breaker on something box i can't remember like other five apart from anchor right so this is um you could share you know with your friends with your um family you know just post it all over your social media handles uh, with people um, so that they could listen to right I, I i really really do appreciate everyone that has taken out time to do that then um also when last week's episode i think had the most most engagements for me um in the sense that people really reached out and you know um, you know they spoke about how they could connect with the whole story and it was very touching because I think there was a conflict of what to really talk about. Um, but I'm glad that uh, my story is able to help people. Now, let me, you know, I've said this before. Um, and I'll say it again. 
my sharing these stories um they're not in an attempt you know to kind of like slight me i'm just this kind of um, person right tyler that i try to pick out a lesson from everything that i do and um i believe that there are two ways um to learn right you could either learn by experience right that's discovery or you could learn by discussion right um you could discover it by trying it out or you could um so you could learn it by you know being the scapegoat in quote right or being the main actor in the play or you could pick out from the experiences of others right and so i believe that my good experiences the bad ones the ones that have seemingly not had um those seemingly bad experiences too can be a major major blessing because i pick out the lessons and i'm like okay a lot of people can pick out these lessons before they get into that situation right it could help them avoid all of those things so um this is why i really do share it but uh i think i'm I'm beginning to become a little bit more comfortable um sharing these stories and i try my best to always keep them hopeful excuse me so the the whole topic on depression last week i know it really um touched a whole lot of people and it brought hope to a lot and a lot of people um today i'm going to continue the story but um i I won't go into anyway i'm going to continue the story about a major major point of depression in my life a major point of depression in my life um and the story of hope how god still pulled me out of it right um it has to do with my experience in zaria um there are a lot of experiences that i've had in zaria and there's actually going to be a podcast that i'm going to talk about um the spiritual aspect the 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 revival god started in zaria while i was there i I, I wasn't there at the very 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 beginning but i think i could say i was still part of the genesis team um the genesis generation right where it really kind of like began and how you know god just started bringing out a whole lot of people that's maybe like an epic epic story because there are a whole lot of amazing amazing testimonies and stories there but i've had a history of um anyway we're going to talk about like the academic part and all right so um maybe this will be the final on 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 this note something about depression so that we could talk about things that are hopeful but anyway i hope um this would be a blessing you know for us right i'm sharing this story because i've overcome um and i believe it could help people right so um growing up i'm I'm not i'm not dull at all i'm pretty intelligent quite articulate and um yeah i think i've got a very good word extremely analytical in my ways you know perceptions i i get to see things um in ways that people don't see naturally right got very very good cognitive capabilities and abilities right so i tend to decipher quite a lot of complex issues quickly um 
So growing up, that was how it was. We had a little family crisis and blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't want to get into that for the privacy of my family at the time. But <clears throat> when I got into secondary school, um, it was a new territory. And while I was battling the whole family crisis, um, it was affecting me academically. And because I was not able to reach out to a lot of people, I was not able to talk, I had... Um, I started having this downward spiral when it came to academics. So let me let me speak as, as I'll try my best to recall as much as I can. My first position. So in my school, Bethany Christian Academy, we were just 30 in a class. We were never allowed to be more than 30 in a class, not more than 60 in a set. And so we had A B A B A B. So we we're a very very compact school, never more than 360 at any point in time. Um, it, it, it made it uh, very, for me, it was very easy to know everybody. Well, so uh, my first position in school, just one, first one was 18th out of 30. Second position was 15th out of 30. Then was 25th out of 30. Then I think just two. First time I came, was it? 16th and then I think that was I just halted from then on it was 20th 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 something blah 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 I remember my last position in secondary school that was SS3 first up the last position that I ever had was we were only 29 in my class and I came 28th I failed biology I failed physics I failed no I failed biology I got a P in physics I failed chemistry. I think I got a B in further maths. I got an A in maths or B in maths or something. I got like a C in English. Now, this is something that I was about to write white It was a very, very terrible moment. I remember I had this guardian in school back then. And um, not really guardian. I don't call him a guardian. But um, he just kind of like monitored me, you know. He noticed that... I loved the things of God. I wasn't born again, but because I, I didn't know how to relate with people, um, church things were the only things seemingly meaningful to me. And so uh, my dad was out of the country, so he had just come back into the country, rather. And that period, um, I think I was the last person to leave school. We were waiting for who would come and pick us up. And I was hoping that my dad wouldn't come. So he saw me, he was like, Abigail, let me see your um, result and everything. He saw it, he was like, I'm disappointed, blah, 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 that he's going to see my father when he comes, I mean, whoever's going to pick me. So when my dad now came, um, when my dad now came, he, um, the man called him to his office, they spoke at length. My dad didn't say anything. We drove home, just went to rest, and then after eating and all, Popsy called me. And um, I think he said quite a lot of he said a lot of hurtful words that day. And he said it out of anger. Um, he said, "You're a wasted child." 
and you're not a man to anything. Now, I'm, I'm using these words not to slight my dad. I love my dad. Me and my dad are in, in good terms. Do you understand? But in the heat of the moment, he said those words. And uh, there was a little physical, you know, arrangement. Bah, bah, bah. You know, and then he looked at my brothers and he was like, um, I don't want you to... You don't... Don't... Um, don't expect anything from him or something like that uh, wow so like now I had like a major enemy that man because I really don't know what he told my dad that day so I you know went uh, my dad was like he's not sure I'm gonna pass my egg all those things and so we went um, I was in Abuja came back to I mean, came to Abuja I just moved to Abuja came to Abuja stayed over with an uncle you know, just, you know, having lessons and all, you know, trying to... My dad really tried his best to help me get back on track, you know. And then... Um, I got back to school. And I was happy because that would be the last time, that first term. SSC first term was going to be the last time that I would ever have anything called a position. It was just a joyful moment. Um... And so the other man, you know, the man that spoke to my dad, I just started avoiding him and all. You know, I'll just greet him. Later, he now called me. He said I had been noticing that I've been disrespecting him since I came back. I said, that's why he really didn't do anything. It's fine. He said, this is because I spoke to your father about this, this thing. I just said, no, that it's fine. Um, he now apologized that he was only doing it to look out for me. This, I said, it's fine. You know, just greet it. But I just really didn't want to share any of my issues with anyone, right? And um, there was this... I think because, okay, you know, sometimes people carry test scripts um, and then they get to see your score and then they make jest of it. So even to ask for help, I really didn't. I'll just, you know, spend my nights reading and all. Um, but... When we wrote SS3 mock exam, I was among the lowest in the class. Yes, I was among the lowest in my class. Um, in fact, the way they used to even do it sometimes is that the teacher will come in, bring the test, I mean, the exam scripts and all for the mock. And then he'll mention those that if you hear your name, you would probably be the ones I would fail in my ex. So my name got mentioned quite a lot of times. It was a very terrible experience. So um, I remember back then, at night, I'd be sleeping and I'd literally hear voices telling me, you're a wasted child, you don't amount to anything. You're wasted. And I could just like wake up in the night screaming. I'm like, no, I'm not wasted. But yeah, anyway, fast forward, we wrote my ex and... Um, yeah I think it's it's not it's not terrible to to tell us so I wrote back in 2005 and when I wrote it I think we had an issue where they cancelled uh, like um, like four papers so we had to rewrite and all but anyway um, I wrote jam to you know when Viac result came out, I went to print out. 
and I saw it. And I basically passed everything. I know I, I wrote um, technical drill with malaria. Um, and then further math was really horrible for me. So those are the only um, courses I think I had a D in, but then I had like two Bs and five credits and all. I just made my work. It was amazing. I passed my jam. Um, I remember putting card. What about your work? Is this And I told him. Um, in fact, he still registered me for GC because he felt I wasn't going to pass work. But anyway, um, fast forward, um, I got into APU and I was determined in my heart. I was studying computer science. I was determined in my heart that I was going to um, do my best, right? I was going to um, study. So, you know, I joined friends. We would do online study. And it was real study for me, not just. I really, really wanted to, you know, do things different. Computer science, you know, I had major dreams and my first result came out and it was 1.96 I couldn't believe it I was like what happened and so I, I joined the fellowship and then I went to meet the president of the fellowship and I wanted to you know kind of like tell him where the whole issues I had with my academics and all. Um, so I went over and I told him, um, this is my result. Component. He's like, ah, really? What happened? Then he asked me for my other friend's own, and I told him that he got 2.5 too. Then he's like, ah, but this guy read though. But this guy read though. What happened? And at that moment, I felt really bad. I was like, I came to share my concerns with you, and you made it about someone else. And then in the fellowship, they started, like, as much as I wanted to participate in all of things, they started sidelining me, putting me in a certain position it was bad so like I, I I could be like competent enough to do certain things but I'll just choose another person that's just you know the ideal um, student you know someone academic someone that could protect the image and all so I really said I wasn't going to tell um, people my academic challenges again because it wasn't a concern to them. But I said I was going to still try. Second semester, I read harder. And I now got a 1.76. So I already had the habit of not telling people, right? Second, uh, first semester, 200 levels, my best. I got a 2.22. And then from there, I just went to spiral down. It went just, it just became worse and worse and worse. So I really didn't tell people that I had academic challenges and I was putting up face. So I was going to I was nominated to be part of the fellowship at school and I didn't want to 
miss out of the opportunity of just doing something that I loved. And so I lied about my result and all. But yeah, um, I was chosen, blah, blah, blah. blah. And it, it, you know, I did my service well. Anyway, by the time I was in 300 level second space, I was meant to go for IT. I had an altercation with a lecturer, an IT coordinator, that made me not to get my IT letter again. The places that I submitted my IT letter to rejected. Um, you know, and somehow I just lost interest. I was like, yeah, what they said about me is true. You know, um, what they said about me is true. You know, stuff like that. And so I really didn't give effort again. I'd not attend lectures and just go and write tests. And you know, funnily enough, because of like I I love you know just seeking knowledge and all. Um, I still had ideas or certain things that we were talking about in class, but um, but yeah. Anyway, I could still go. It's not like I'll even get zero in a test, though. Maybe out of 10, 20 marks, you see me getting six, seven. Like, but it's not like I really read or something. It was just a very terrible situation. So, somehow, um, because I'd lied to parents about my whole academic standing, and then I was looking for how to do change of course and all, it didn't work. But somehow, somebody from my village that knew one of my uncles found out my registration number and went and checked my result. I went and told my uncle that, ah, Binga is having academic challenges or blah, 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 blah. And then the guy was, you know, always getting all close to me. Yeah, it's well with the guy, Sha. So, he's getting all close to me, but I would never forget one day I... Okay. So... I sent a message to my parents and you know, just did some things. When I got back home, um, they, I told them about it. And I actually had just like two years left to do everything. So they told me, okay, I should go back and do it all. So because I wasn't entitled to accommodation and all, and I had to get a place off key, I had a very terrible situation with a cousin of mine. But yeah, it's well. Now, so because I really lost enthusiasm about school and all, I was just, you know, seated. And it was a very depressing moment because my friends had graduated and I had to put up a facade of joy and happiness. But then internally I was bleeding. Um, my emotions were a wreck. My self-esteem had been broken to the barest minimum. I was just in my room and then one of my cousins came over and was like, your mom is in your department. I was like, what? Your mom is in your department. I was like, okay, let me take my bag. They're like, no, that we need to go now. It's like, Whew. okay. So we went, took a bike, we entered school. As I just climbed up to my department and I turned to my right, the first face I saw was my dad, and then my mom, and then one of my uncles. And then my dad said, yeah, I've caught you today, blah, blah, blah. Very dramatic scene. Um, what are you doing, la la la? So they went to 
my exam office uh, to my exam officer's place and this was when I knew that the Nigerian school system just has very frustrating people right they brought out all my exam scripts all my exam scripts in less than an hour they printed out my transcript in less than an hour all my results all my results they printed out all my results in less than an hour all this thing that they say come back in two weeks is just frustration remember uh, my mom started talking she was like so Pinga, you did this to me I went to try and hold my mom she pushed me away I shouldn't touch her I should stay away from her my dad was shouting in the department people started gathering around Pinga, what's happening um I went to my mom, I held her hand, she said I should leave her, she was crying, my dad was saying that I've caught you, a foolish boy, blah blah blah, I just went to one side of the department, I just sat down on the floor, tears were just gushing through my eyes, I remember that day I had like 100 naira, and what I wanted to do, back then they used to bikes in Ibu. So all I wanted to do was just climb a bike and give him 100 naira and tell him wherever this 100 naira can take me, drop me. My dad called my cousins, showed them, see your, your cousin's result, he's a very foolish boy, this, that, 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 rubbish, this, uh, he was shouting. And when he, my dad notices people coming around me, when they leave me, he'll drag them and say, do you know Binga? What does he do? Ah, like now that I'm even saying it, but I'm like basically in tears. Because it was extremely, extremely embarrassing. So, they just picked me up, just entered the car. And we were on our way to Katna that day. I went to my uncle's house to eat. And then, um, I remember his wife, you know, she just sat um, next to me and she was like, Binga, you'll be fine. Binga, you'll be fine. So I think around, this was probably around like eight in the evening, we started making our way to Abuja. And I got home that night and it was shouting, shouting. Um, and then they called the next day we moved to Charles um, I remember I think one of my uncles like that their plan was to take me to the village and shop me um, if I wasn't going to change my visa no. and I was like okay I was going to try my best and fix it all up um, and I had an issue with a cousin that made me use my school fees and I had asked people to, you know, kind of like help me raise school fees so that I could pay and all. Um, then, so when my dad asked to have school fees, I was like, yes, because my guys had already raised the school fees for me and everything. When I got back to Zaria, the day I got back to Zaria, one of my cousins that I had helped out on something came over and said that, I had deceived him and 
he wants his money back. We were meant to get a room of kid together this evening. He said some nasty, nasty words. And so the money that I had, I gave it to him. And I wasn't able to register again. And I just really kept quiet about it, didn't say a word. I felt broken. It was just a very terrible experience. But then I had just, you know, just kept, tried my best to keep my sanity and to work on what I could. Then, um, so there was this day, I was just outside with friends and, you know, talking, just in. And then I got a call. One of my aunties was around. So when I, I went there, I met her. She's like, I think that we got a scholarship for you somewhere. And um, I was like, I really don't need the scholarship. But she gave it to my younger brother. Like, he would make better use of it. That's how broken I was. Like, I didn't even want people to waste their time on me. Um, within that period, I hadn't spoken to my dad in six months. Um, I wasn't getting any stipend from home. God just raised the woman. I went for administration. And God impressed it in her heart that as long as I am in school, every month she should be giving me 5K. Trust me, back then, 2010, 5K was a lot of money. Um, it's not now that you can use it for one poll tried. 5k was a whole lot of money um anyway so the they were saying something about scholarship and all I said I didn't want um my aunt was like why are you still bumping guy eh? why are you still got all of these things and I said I really don't want and they're like okay then let's go to her son's house. So her son, that's my cousin too. He's a lecturer in APU. So okay, let's go to my son's, her son's house. So I entered the car. And that's how I found myself on the way to Joss. It was when we had passed some sitting level. She was like, eh, that she's sorry, but they came to carry me out of that area. I was just looking at them like this. They had pinned me. Um, in the middle of the car. So I, I remember that day, as I was just driving, I just wanted to pull the handbrake, let all of us all die. <laughs> I just kept very quiet. It's my uncle's wedding day, so I went to Jaws, you know, went, greeted the family, you know, hugged them. Then they came over the next morning. They were like, um, you're going to Abuja, to see your dad. I said, what for? Ah, I really started reacting. I was like, I don't have anything to give him, right? Until I have something to show my dad, I'm not going to see him. And nobody should put pressure on me. He was really bad. My aunts were crying. Um, the other ones were making noise and saying, think I was stubborn. I said, what's your business with me? Right? What's your business with me? Anyway, so... I said I wasn't going and then they just agreed and then they took me to where my mom was staying 
and her younger brother just got married so I went there and then that night I had a discussion with my aunts and one of my senior uncles like that and I think that's when they really realized what I was going through so the next morning my mom came she knelt down at my bed and told me that and she should, that I should please forgive them, right? But we really need to go to Abuja to see my dad. That whatever happens, I begged, I begged that. She came with my aunts, they begged me. I said, okay, let's go. When I came to Abuja, I just entered the room. My dad was not around. When he came in, my mom and aunt went to see him. And then my dad called, I think around like one. And then at that time, he asked me what happened. I told him. And was just, you know, raking shouts throughout for hours. And he told me that you're never going back to Zaria again. You're going to stay back here. You're going to write jam again. You're going to pick another school, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, I left with my wallet and my phone, absolutely nothing again. It was that bad. Anyway, so, I um, stayed back at home. My mom left back to Taraba. So just my dad, my stepmom my brother it was just a very terrible period because like every morning before he goes out he would call me tell me how I've disappointed him how I've put shame to the family's name you know wow this is almost 13 minutes it's over 13 minutes uh, but I'll finish the story I'll try my best to round it up and all um how all my younger ones are ahead of me and then he would go out and then the evening would come back it was consistent you know a consistent moment of tears i i remember back then i'll just message apostle selman and just tell him what i'm going through he just tell me think i'll be strong um i had to reach out to the lady because i had been very very dishonest to a whole lot of people while i was back in zaria there so i had to let everybody know what was going on um I remember when it was time for my jam, you know, I wrote jam, and I passed and I got into ATBU Bauchi. I was um, directed there. Now, it was really, really hard for me, you know, thinking that I'm going to start again. And all courses in ATBU are five-year courses. So, I remember... I kept very quiet about my story and all. I remember my first result was 3.7, but I had a carryover because in, in one of my test scripts, the lecturer told me to see him and because I didn't put my department on the script. And so um, when the, in ETBU, if you miss a test, it's better you get zero, but if you miss a test, it's not hard to carry over. Um, well, anyway, fast forward. And by the time I graduated, I my my final year first semester result was four point 
4.41. Second result was 4.42. But um, due to some terrible, terrible moments, um, still, I graduated with a 3.49, just below 2.1. Just below 2.1. Um, but I graduated. I'm done with school. I'm working. It took me... It took me 13 years, if I'm not mistaken. No, it took me six. Yes, it's 13 years now, right? It took me 13 years, basically, to leave the... Um, to finish university. Okay, five in Zaria, one at home, and then a five-year course plus strike, that's six. Yeah, 12, 13 years or so to finish, um, to go through the university system. You know how hard it could be when people, you know, you see your mates either getting jobs, getting married, you know, ah, what are you doing now? I'm like, I'm sitting school, what happened? And they have to, like, narrate the whole story. Um, but within, you know, being in Bauchi, you know, being in a new environment really did help because nobody really had to know my story until I shared it with them. But then again, it always gave that sense of a new beginning. It always gave that sense of a new beginning. And I think God helped me to see that that's how every day is. Every day is that is like that clean sheet for you. It's, that, it's like that clean sheet for each and every one of us that we have the ability to, to write what we want on that day. I know how terrible I felt. I felt that I'd never really amount to anything. I felt like I, I wasn't going to um, be much, do much. I always felt like I would be at the background, you know, relegated, you know, always trying to catch up with people in a lot of things. But see how God has changed my story, literally. Like I said, I knew that a lot of things that my dad, my folks at home said, it was really out of pain and I totally understand them, right? I hold no grudge against them, but I'm not wasted. My life is really amounting to something. You know, when I get to see people that are like, oh, Binga, your life has blessed me so much, or you're doing this, or you're doing that, it just reminds me of, you know, um, God truly has that final say. As long as you are breathing, as long as we are all breathing, right, we still have a chance. It doesn't matter how um, deep our mess is. God can still make something out of it. God is always willing to make something out of it. God is always willing to make something out of it. No matter how deep our mess is, God is willing to make something out of it. So, um, you know, so a lot of people will be like, yeah. But um, you and Zaria, what happened? You know, so that's the story of, of what really happened. And, you know, 
you know, we're in good terms, you know, um, with family, you know, we, God is just faithful. Uh, I see this thing about life, right? Nobody really cares to know your story. As long as you can profess solutions, anybody would love you. Anybody would value you. Anybody would honor you. Anyone would respect you. Anyone and everyone. So, I could live my life, if not because I want to use this story to be a blessing to people. You won't know. And trust me, you won't even care. And that's how most of our stories are. Unless we're going to use them to be lessons for other people. It's not a do or die affair that you have to always go back and visit it and make it a stronghold in your life. No. You have your thought. In quote, you can write whatever you want to write. You can write whatever you want to write. You can come out of any situation. You see, God is right by your side. God is right by our side at every point in time. You can come out of any situation. I remember these periods. I had to consistently, consistently, consistently remind myself about the love of God, how much God loves me, because I wasn't seemingly getting it from people. And it's not their fault. They are humans. They have we have this um, broken nature naturally, right? The only infallible person in this life is God himself. And so it was only wise of me to be able to draw from him. Oh, I spent time. Maybe that's why um, a lot of people feel like, I think I write a lot of love songs, or writes a lot of songs about love of God and all. Do you understand? It's... It, it, those periods were were very precious for me, and that was what kept me going. God's love, consistently, God's love. I remember my uncle, Uncle Noga, late now. I think he was the only one that never really made a fuss about my situation. There was something he told me, he said, Binga, you cannot impress anybody again, but you can surprise people. Don't do things to impress people. Do it to surprise them. They have a notion about you. Change it. Just change it. God, I miss you. I think that's one person I wish I really spoke to a lot more. But he said, don't do things to impress people. Do it to surprise them. Because they already have a notion about you. And so trying to impress them would be a wasted battle. Just surprise them. Do things out of the natural. Do things out of the regular. Right? So, um, I don't know what you're going through, Tyler. I don't know what's been a battle for you. Remember the last time I said, learn to talk, right? Do it. Trust me. Just find somebody that you could talk to. 
I had a very terrible relationship issue that I started having panic attacks at night. My healing came and I started speaking to someone. I just had to open up to the core. But I was entering into a deep rut, a deep major rut. So find someone to talk to. First of all, talk to God and then find someone to talk to. I don't think, right, that God would ever... leave you stranded if you ask God for a sincere friend I believe God would bring someone that would also cherish you and hold dear to their heart the secrets of your life and not use it against you not use it as a stepping stone or something now or take advantage of you I believe it if you're facing any academic issue or you feel that you're backward in life or something or that you're not moving at the pace of other people, I hope that this story itself encourages you to try one more time. You know, just like Peter, right? He was, you know, he and his brothers were fishing. They had done all they could do. But at the master's word, he said one more time. And they did it. And they caught, you know, a major haul of fish. Can you try one more time, Tyler? Oh, did you wreck up that business? But it had always been a dream for you. Try one more time, Tyler. Oh, did you have issues at school? You've written jam five times, six times. You failed Rayek. Or you've, you know, had issues in trying to get into the university. Try one more time. Oh, you've applied for so many jobs and you've not gotten any response. Try one more time always give yourself that excuse to try one more time always give yourself that excuse Tyler to try one more time oh I was in a failed relationship I'm not going to open my heart to anybody try one more time Oh, I've been really trying to connect with my family and they're just all uptight. You know, my father doesn't respond to me. My mother is all of Try one more time. Try one more time. Do not give up on hope. Do not give up on faith. Do not allow the enemy steal your source of hope. Do not. Do not. Do not. Just try one more time. This story tells you that you're not alone when it comes to facing challenges. Now, this is my story. And imagine the thousands and thousands of other people that have similar stories. Just imagine. You are not alone. There are people that are fighting every day to keep their dreams alive. And the joy is that you are not alone. God is with us. And we are with you.
to understand it. We need to be together in all of this. Do not allow anything keep you from believing in the best in yourself. Do not allow it. Let me leave this as a note, right? What anybody says about you is their opinion. And because it's their opinion, it has the ability to be right or wrong. It's not a fact. It's not a pronouncement. It's their opinion. It becomes a pronouncement when you agree to it. It becomes a pronouncement when you accept it. Ah, you're not good enough. That's your opinion. And I respect the fact that you have an opinion. But I am good enough. That's the fact. You're not beautiful. That's your opinion. I respect the fact that you have an opinion. But that's not the truth. The truth is, I am beautiful. Ah, you're not worth it. That's your opinion. I respect it. But I don't agree with it. I am worth more. I am priceless. Oh, that is going to be too hard for you to do. I respect your opinion. But I would find a way. Keep this mindset in you consistently, Tyler. Keep this mindset in you consistently, Tyler. And see the great stuff that would happen. It would so blow your mind. So blow your mind. So blow your mind, Tyler. Right? Wow, so I, I, I really do hope that this blessed you. Um, I really do hope that it blessed you. And, um, you know, thank you again for listening. You know, please like share this out with other people. I believe this is, um, these are stories that, that people would really need to listen to, people can learn from, you know, it could help a whole lot of people. So please let's let's do well to you know share it with other people. Let's tell people about dear Tyler. You know um, you can get the links. You know there's a way to share it from either Anchor or whatever podcast app you're using. You know just share it with other people. Um, just do your you know just it's well. Just share it with people. I think it's really awesome. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, sorry that it's very long like this, but I'm sure um, it was worth it, right? So do have a lovely day. Remember, I love you. Um, I believe in you, and I'm always rooting for you. Have an awesome day. Bye.